Thank you for joining us today for the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays, and here with me is Jay Jones. Hey. And this is Free for All Friday. Yep. It is Free for All Friday. And uh, there for a little bit, I was I was a little afraid we weren't going to have a Free for All Friday, Jay. I was yeah. sitting in my office this morning, and the lights went out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was driving in. Uh, my kids are out of school because they shut schools down again. Um, and all the stoplights were out, and like people didn't know how to do it. So I just got to, <laughs> yeah. I pull up, they're all looking around each other. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go. <laughs> just got to obey the traffic, the regular like stop sign laws. But yeah, I came in, power was out. We're, uh, we're a little bit behind schedule, but we're going to get it out. Yeah. And, um, for, for those that don't know how our church is set up, um, our offices are right in the very middle of the entire building, and so there are no windows. So when the lights go out, it's dark. the lights go out, <laughs> right, Larry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very black. dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thankfully, they were only out for what, maybe an hour. Like, yeah, it's like you're you're in a, a, a an old medieval prison cell. Yeah, pitch black stumbling around trying hey, to find your way out wouldn't it be nice if somebody bought you a lantern it would be yeah <laughs> i was disappointed when i came <laughs> when you in came in and i wasn't using and you it weren't using I- all right so i so i i'm gonna tell on him i showed up <clears throat> i showed up to church i don't know several months ago and uh i was like something i used to have my lamp on on my desk uh-huh it's like something's something's weird with my lamp so i start looking at it and the and the wick has just been like completely unraveled Uh uh-oh uh come to find out phineas decided he was going to play play with it uh i don't even know when he did it i don't don't know when he was in there without me Um, so i've got to fix it before i can use it kids should always play with kerosene that's right (laughs) so if you notice the lamp is no longer on my desk oh no the lamp and and my uh my hourglass i both I had both of those on my desk and uh, my kids messed with both of them so i had to move them so now I just got a, a boring desk again. Uh, yeah, I was going to use it, but uh, I've got to fix it first. Got to put the wick back in so it. So that's it. You just got to get get the wick fixed. Yeah, hey, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. sorry, well, sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, yeah. Come that's out okay. like come out like Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> you hold it out. Uh, Follow me. Who's there? <laughs> hmm. All right, so <laughs> all right, so it's free for all Friday. Yeah, we're off to a we're off to a good start. <laughs> I came across this article uh, a couple of days ago. Jay thought you would be interested in this. Let me see if I can find it. This is uh, from Bloomberg. Frequent boosters spur warning on immune response. The uh, European Union regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune response and may not be feasible. <clears throat> hmm. So what are they saying? Did anyone like, see that coming, Jay? Getting a shot every couple of months are they saying, might, affect, might affect your your actual immune response in your body. Yeah, I'm wondering, is it making it like uh, where your own immune system <clears throat> right. has just become just now dependent? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, they're saying... It. We're going to get banned for this. Sorry, Jay. (laughs) 
repeat booster doses every four months could eventually weaken the immune response and tire out people, according to the European Medicines Agency. So they're not saying don't get boosters. They're just saying that every few months simply is not the way to do it. Right. They're saying that um, may, maybe do it like once a year, like like the flu. Okay. Instead of you know every three or four months going to get your booster shot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> fact fact checkers, you know YouTube fact checkers. They're not saying don't get the vaccine. Please don't ban us. Mm-hmm. They're just saying that if if you're doing it every every uh, you know four months, it's going to affect your your immune system. Well, I've got a theory. I'm not a uh, epidemiologist or anything, but you are a doctor, though. I am a doctor. And here's my theory. So yeah. people are really sick now. Yeah, all over here. Not and it's not just COVID, right? It's uh, flu, stomach <clears throat> stuff. You know, strep throat. I mean, it's not, it's pretty bonkers. So my theory is, and this is doesn't this is, does not take a a rocket scientist in epidemiology to figure out. I, I think everybody's immune system's weak because everybody's had masks on forever. You been know, staying, like, been staying inside, been staying inside, been staying away from each other, and yeah. you know, and then school was back in and everything was normal. Then all of a sudden. Like I know, I know the Omicron, whatever, but I mean everything else. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people sick. I think people's think people's immune systems are just not not as robust, mm. and just getting sick from things that wouldn't normally make them sick. Yeah, all kinds of there's all these other like things down the road that were not foreseen with the. Are you sure? Of, are you sure that it's not the uh, everyone's going and getting those wings at Taco Bell? I just got so I just got a text from Brooke because they're out of school, right? Yeah, they just gave them like free days off. Like they didn't even do online school. Like what? What, oh, what really? in the world? I mean, I know they got a tough job over there trying to figure out what to do. But like I said, I lamented to you a whole week off. Come on now, <clears throat> like of AP like physics. How how are you gonna make that up? Brooke said, "Can you please ask Drake to take us into town so we can get wings at Taco oh, Bell?" Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you were like where's the connection where's this connection at there's the connection george so we'll we'll let my children be the experiment okay. all right let's see how they yeah. are <laughs> are these boneless wings at taco bell what are i these? don't even know <laughs> i don't know oh well <laughs> you may not want to go home this afternoon jay <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know I mean, if you want to live dangerously, I guess go yeah. get <laughs> living go dangerous. Get, go get wings at yeah. at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, shall we jump into what we've got? Or? Sure. Yeah, so today we've got two things. We've got the uh, the Elon Musk interview on Babylon B, and then we've got the um, I don't even know what do you what do you call it. Uh, John, the, the, I, I'm going to call it John MacArthur derangement syndrome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> like uh, the, the greater evangelical, yeah. the big Eva, big Eva, the evangelical world, they don't like John MacArthur. I, I, mean, they they use, I mean, they used to, uh, you know, three or four years ago, he was still popular. But right. uh, ever since ever since COVID and, and all the, the CRT stuff really yeah. ramped up, 
Um, yeah. He's he's fallen out of favor. Yes, with, the CRT with, with Big Eva. The CRT stuff did it, and he, and he even said, I mean, this, you can go back. That's the beauty of our age. Mm-hmm. All the stuff's available online. You can see what he wrote and what he said, and he and, he, and what he said was going to happen in the church. Yeah, has all happened. You remember what he wrote like four or five? It was like four years ago about how dangerous it was going to be in the division. Yeah, and it all happened. Right. It's almost like he has a lot of years built up with wisdom. <coughs> he said it was the what the most dangerous thing he's seen in his entire ministry. Yep, that's what he said. Well, I mean, it's from the perspective splitting the church. Well, from the perspective of causing division and fracturing right, right. relationships. And, yeah, and like uh, causing mm-hmm. problems inside the church. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's. It seems like he was right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you had to listen to a guy who's over eighty and been ministering. At the same place for fifty plus years, mm-hmm. whether you agree with this theology or not, yeah, guy's been around the block, you know, fought these big battles. He's in the most one of those liberal places ever, right? Been faithful. I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I went to school there. I, it was kind of eye opening for me because I'm not. I mm. wasn't a. Uh, you got kind of like your masters guys that got their MDivs there. Yeah, I mean, they're like all in on like the culture there. And I, I didn't go there. So I came there as an SBC guy, and it was really eye-opening for me to see how much that church has done like around the world. Like We have no clue. SBC has no clue. Like SBC thinks they're the greatest thing God ever invented. Right. They, they really do. And, but you got this one church in California that has literally probably matched them for church planting. <laughs> how? How, George? Yeah. How is that possible? Wow. And then, like, International church planning. I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. And you know, I disagree with him on. I mean, and when I applied for school there, do you agree with our statement of faith? And ninety five percent of it. Yeah. Didn't know if they'd let me in. I don't agree with your eschatology. They let they let me in. Yeah. And there were people in there that were Presbyterians in my. In, this is the doctoral program. There were Presbyterians in there, all mill in there, post mill in there. Probably like guys that lean toward the theonomy and stuff. They were all treated with respect. Yeah. But the picture that would be painted is that this is some ultra-fundamentalist place that would absolutely not ever do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of surprised at it, at the humility, too, like because uh, he's very bold and online. And I think that's what makes people kind of not like him to a degree. You know what I mean? They think he's like that all the time. <clears throat> it's Well, it's what's ironic is that you got people like Russell Moore that write you know, um, what the conviction to lead or, or whatever it is, um, whatever his book that he put out a couple of years ago, Russell Moore's, you know what I'm talking about? It's like courage to stand or courage something? to stand or whatever. Yeah. Some uh, courage book. They all yeah. write these courage books and then none of them do anything. But, but what, what they don't like are these guys that have like strong convictions. Yeah. Whenever someone like MacArthur stands up and says, here I stand. Right. They don't like that stuff. All right, well, we'll go Elon Musk second, I guess, since we've jumped hey, in. Hey, all right, We've whatever. jumped in on MacArthur. Um, okay. I read the other day oh, that no. Uh-oh. started early. There is. There's that voice, tons of people now. Yeah. So. And this is a video from, what, two years ago? It's, it's been a while. Yeah, it was kind of in the. You know, it's one of those things that these videos, they just cycle back around for some reason. It's over a year old. Yeah. It might have been when they were in the middle of the lawsuit with okay. California and stuff. Okay. Which makes it e- this even more ironic what they did with it, but <laughs> um 
Yeah, so just very, very odd. All right, so what people have done is they've taken this clip. It's a minute, 42 seconds. I'll show it. We'll just show it here. And they took it all the way out of the sermon, like context of other things he said that would have qualified this. And now they've, because he says here he doesn't believe in religious freedom, I mm-hmm. believe. He shouldn't believe in religious freedom. We'll talk about, I think, what he means. And they've ignored everything he's ever taught on the subject. Right. He even wrote a book about it, I, th- I believe, at one point in his ministry. He's written a book, like Caesar Can't Save You or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Um, and all the things he's ever said, and they say John MacArthur is against religious liberty. <laughs> yeah. He wants a totalitarian Christian nation <coughs> where the government, you know, forces yeah. everyone to be Christian. Mm-hmm. Pretty much is is the, is what they've all done. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, and we'll look at we'll look at this other article, Russ Moore article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's play the clip first, okay. and then we'll we'll talk about the dishonesty that uh, right. and everything that people are doing. It's yeah. pretty. It's it's honestly pretty shameful. Ready? Um, I read the other day that. One of the evangelical publicists, whatever that is, said he's happy to let us know that the new administration will uphold religious freedom. Really. The new administration will uphold religious freedom? Um, I don't even support religious freedom. Religious freedom is what sends people to hell. I to say I support religious freedom is to say I support idolatry. It's to say I support lies. I support hell. I support the kingdom of darkness. You can't say that. No Christian with half a brain would say, we support religious freedom. We support the truth. If the new administration supports religious freedom, get ready. Persecution will be ramped up because the more supportive they are of the (laughs) devil's lies, the less they're going to tolerate the truth of Scripture. We're not going to lobby for freedom of religion. What, What kind of nonsense is that? We are in the world to expose all those lies as lies. There you have it. Conveniently edited. No? So, there's been an avalanche of um, articles and other things um, pretty much saying that MacArthur wants the government to, like, make Christianity the state religion. This is the angle they've gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and outlaw every other form of religion in America. Yeah. So, again, the Christian nationalism angle. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a coincidence, <laughs> though, the timing of this, because, this, like you said, this is over a year old. Right. What John MacArthur has done recently is he's, because he has a lot of his, many of his graduates are in Canada. Like James Coates is the Canadian pastor. He was actually in my, in my class, in my little cohort of 12. And he's the one who wouldn't shut down his church, and mm-hmm. the government of Canada like cracked down on him. Yeah. You guys remember all that. 
Well, there's a there's a there are many others there, and they just passed uh, like was it Resolution Four or something in Canada? I Maybe. don't know the number, but it's um, what a resolution where you can't speak against homosexuality. Right, it, right. It's anything LGBTQ, uh-huh. and if the angle they went at it was conversion therapy. Okay. But it's so broad right. that it pretty much makes Christianity illegal. Yeah. Like if you were to come into a church and say someone is preaching through Romans one, the government could, under this law, arrest you. Yeah. Because you're preaching uh, that God's design for uh, sex, human sexuality, is contrary to LGBTQIA, and you'd be calling people to repent, mm-hmm. right? Convert from what we would say is the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, follow God's designs, and they could arrest you technically and how broad this... And, and you know they'll do it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they've arrested people in like um, Scotland <clears throat> for preaching on the street against this. Yeah. Um, and so he, John MacArthur, has, he's kind of like rallied the people that are associated with his ministry to preach uh, in support of the Canadians... On God's well, I think, design, I for think human that, I think a, a bunch of Canadian pastors are preaching on it. Also, like they're they're defying it right um, on Sunday, uh-huh. and so John MacArthur is calling on American pastors to do the same, right? And so that's going on. He's like, "Hey, it's time to take a stand." Mm. And then all of a sudden, this pops up, and all the liberals are attacking him on this yeah. other religious liberty deal. Progressives, uh-huh. the timing is just pretty convenient. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like attack John MacArthur week. Right. <laughs> Just happens to be the same week that he's doing this other thing, that he's taking this big stance. It's funny how little he cares about what anyone says about him. Right. But they, they have to attack him because they know how influential he is. They know that he has a worldwide ministry and that uh-huh. people listen to him. Right. And so they have, to, they have to go after him because they're trying to convince people, don't listen to John MacArthur. Right. Yeah, you're right. So... You want to jump over here to this this article? Which one? Russell Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Russell Moore, our favorite, mm-hmm. what public theologian? Is that what he is at the uh, at his new church? He's the public theologian. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever. Uh, he uh, <clears throat> he writes for uh, Christianity Today. Maybe that's maybe that's where he's the public theologian mm-hmm. for Christianity Today. Anyway, he tweeted out this article. Uh, that you can find on Christianity Today's website, and it is entitled, No, Religious Freedom Doesn't Send People to Hell. Why Christians Should should Support Our Government Staying Out of Religious Affairs. All right, so this is in direct response to John MacArthur's little clip. Uh-huh. All right, so um, got this article pulled up. I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, last week an old video resurfaced on Twitter in which John MacArthur, pastor of Los Angeles's Grace Community Church, announced he did not support religious freedom. In the clip, MacArthur argued that supporting religious freedom promotes idolatry and enables the kingdom of darkness that, quote, religious freedom is what sends people to hell. Some reports contend that, quote, is out of context, fitting as it does in a larger argument. No kidding. Right. Right. <laughs> You mean a, you mean a a little over one minute clip belongs in a larger context? Yeah, no kidding. 
Even so, we need someone like Russell Moore to point that out to us. Even so, this kind of argument against religious freedom is a familiar one, usually in reference to somebody else's religion. Years ago, a pastor told me that religious freedom is essentially the affirmation of the words of the serpent, ye shall not surely die. To grant religious freedom for false religions, this person contended, is the equivalent of allowing the prophets of Baal have a place of their own on Mount Carmel. These are certainly statements of strong conviction, like propositions of biblical truth, for to, uh, for to which the only appropriate response should be allowed, amen. That is, until one actually listens to what is being said and hears it for what it is. And this is my favorite part of the entire article, Jay. Okay. Theological liberalism. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I just want to let that sit for a moment, that Russell Moore is contending that what John MacArthur is saying is theological liberalism mm-hmm. yeah it, how do you how do you even respond to that <laughs> you can't respond uh so i mean there's a lot of people i would call theological liberals including russell moore yeah but john MacArthur is not one of is not one of those I know. theological yeah. liberals <laughs> yeah. he's engaged in some ministry of truth stuff re, re uh like redefining words as he goes. Uh-huh. His entire article is when people say that's a straw man argument, you know, it's a vivid picture, right? Yeah. Someone someone wants to defeat you or ca- cause people to doubt your yeah. position. Mm-hmm. So instead of actually dealing with your actual position, right. they'll erect a straw man. It's it's a representation of you that it's not really what you believe. It's it's something else entirely. Yeah. So they erect the straw man, then they light it on fire and burn it down. Uh, Russell Moore's entire article is a straw man article. Yeah. John MacArthur isn't advocating for state religion at all. In fact, right. all he's ever done is advocated for the opposite. And so in in MacArthur's, uh, what he's speaking about when he says religious freedom, he's speaking about what's happening today that the government does yeah. with religious freedom, right? So what they'll do is they'll they'll do things like try to shut down Christian schools— on the religious freedom grounds, they'll like they'll, they'll say, "Well, you take any if you're associated with any type of grants or anything from the government." And they've even gone beyond this, I think, for some that that don't. They'll say, um, "You can't ban a student from your school who is LGBTQ." Mm-hmm. Like like when I went to seminary, we had sexual ethics standards, and we had to like sign a deal. Right? Yeah. It was like. Uh, no sex outside of marriage, all this stuff, right? Well, homosexuality is included because this is forbidden in the Bible. So what the government's done is on religious freedom grounds is they're actually attacking Christian schools and trying to like coerce them into accepting not just LGBTQIA students, but also professors. Yeah. What what our government's, um, what our government means by religious freedom is religious pluralism. Mm Mm-hmm. And that Christianity cannot exclude other religions. Right. Um, that we can't support that. And that's exactly what that. he's getting at. Yeah, we can't support that. So what Russell Moore does, and a lot of his article is true. I mean, I, I, and I, John MacArthur would agree with a lot of the article right. that the government shouldn't institute one religion and force everyone to be in that religion. Um, because of the nature of the gospel that you can't coerce people to, um, 
to be Christians, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the, the, here's what he says. He says, some of the old liberalisms and social gospels of various sorts preferred a different message. He's just uh, above, he's laid out the gospel, and I think he got it right. Um, but now he's saying that people that are saying no to religious freedom, to religious liberty, are, are saying a different message. Mm-hmm. And this is the liberalism and social gospel, which mm-hmm. is ironic, seeing as Russell Moore would be on the social right. social justice. Uh, a gospel that changed externals and did not demand personal repentance and faith. Under such a gospel, if a country was, quote, unquote, Christian, then its citizens were Christian too. As long as one's ruler was, quote, unquote, Christian, then one could count themselves as part of the church. If one's morality was adequately regulated, whether by law or by social custom, then one was a good Christian. So that's what he's arguing against. And I would say, yeah, that's good. We don't we don't want something like that because right. just because you live in a, you know, just because back in the, you know, uh, 1600s, 1700s, England was you know, Christian didn't mean that they actually were Christian right. and that the people were all Christians. That's not the nature of Christianity. The nature of Christianity is you must be born again. Uh-huh. So we would say, yes, that, that's right. We don't want, we don't want this coercion. Well, neither and, Macar- does. and MacArthur doesn't want it either. Like to say that MacArthur is one of these, he's adopting liberalism and social gospel that is focusing on externals and ignoring internals is to ignore the man's entire ministry. Yeah. It also just ignores, like recently in the past couple of years, he was interviewed by um, uh, what's his name, Ben Shapiro, yeah. and he and he literally said on Ben Shapiro that um, government coerced religion ushered in the dark ages, a thousand years yeah. of the dark ages, when people were born and forced to be baptized, pretty much by the state. You yeah. were the state's religion, mm-hmm. and he literally said he he is totally against that. Yeah. And so they completely have misrepresented everything he said. So this whole uh, this ever. whole ar- this whole article by Russell Moore, even though he says true things, he's not saying true things about what MacArthur was talking about. Uh, it's it's all just completely dishonest. It is completely entirely dishonest because MacArthur is not arguing for what Russell Moore is insinuating that he's arguing for. Right. Um, no one is arguing for this. Right. What's what I found to be really revealing is the man who has that courage to stand. Uh-huh. Um, he's quick to jump on and write a, a, a religious liberty article, but he hasn't written one in the past two years. Right. Like when when the government was telling shutting churches down in Canada and in California mm-hmm. and in many other places, forcing uh, churches to not be open because yeah. of COVID, he did not write a single article mm-hmm. Addressing the relationship between the church and the state, yeah. or religious freedom, or religious liberty, he was doing things like talking about when your pet dies, does it go to heaven? <laughs> right. Yeah. When when the state of California was threatening to arrest John MacArthur, when Canada officials were actually arresting pastors for the audacity of having church on a Sunday, he, he was gone. Right. He was a ghost. I don't know. Um, he, I don't he was he was releasing. You know, we've talked about it before. He's releasing videos on what his favorite books are. Right. Like they're they're dragging James Coates out of his house and throwing him in the jail. And Russell Moore's releasing videos about why he likes where the wild things are. Yeah. But now he's he's he has the audacity to to write something 
like this. The ERLC was more adamant in support of a mosque being built than for churches staying open. That's right. Yeah. This kind of stuff is is garbage. Mm-hmm. Just absolute garbage. Um, this these are the same people that are are crying out Christian nationalism over anything that that argues that Christianity is true and as such Jesus is Lord over the United States of America and our religion should influence the culture. Mm-hmm. We should say that abortion is murder. Mm-hmm. And it's murder because the Bible says it. Right. And uh, I think that people like Russell Moore would say, that's Christian nationalism. Right. Instead of saying the gospel is supposed to go out, we're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to teach people what Jesus commanded. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not religious. That's not religious freedom. Right. Not not in that sense. The, mm-hmm. In the sense that he's arguing that the state shouldn't um, coerce people into one religion, I say yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want the I don't want the United States government to try to enforce Christianity um, because they would corrupt it. Right. <laughs> they would just corrupt what Christianity is. Um, but do I think that the church should march forward and and that we should teach what Christ commanded and we we should uh, want uh, the law of God and Christian ethics and morality to influence our culture, even the way that the that our nation is governed. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. But that's going to come through the preaching of the gospel. Right. But we still should be saying, look, the Bible says do not murder. If you support abortion, you are going to come under the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not Christian nationalism. That's that's right. just the reality that Christianity is the one true religion. Mm-hmm. And to uh, to let the government do whatever they want with, with churches and shut them down while promoting the building of a mosque. Mm-hmm. Um, is this guy even a real Christian? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not what a real Christian should do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. So I'm, I'm with MacArthur on this one. I, I would say, no, we shouldn't be supporting religious freedom. Not, not in the way that people like Russell Moore are promoting religious freedom. If you you can't, back, you can't coerce someone right. into becoming a Christian. You can't, you can't argue someone into the kingdom of God, but, um, uh, we should say Christ is Lord, whether you like it or not. Right. Like this is just reality. We we can't live in some kind of hypothetical world. Like Christianity is true. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, another reason Jesus why- being the risen Lord is reality, and and you can either accept it or you can face the consequences of that. There's another another um, angle at this, but I don't have all of I don't have all the information, but sure we could get it the founding fathers and thomas jefferson they didn't have great things to say about islam no they didn't are you aware of that <laughs> no they they recognized they recognized the threat of of islam so when they when they were writing the constitution the bill of rights they did not have the idea in their mind that we ought to let a religion like islam be as free as Christianity in America. Right. What they had in mind was, we don't want a government that um, is Anglican, Yeah. Um, that is persecuting Baptists. Uh-huh. We don't want a government that's Baptist either. Uh, we don't want a government that's Congregationalist. Yeah. Right? They want the people who came here they to be free to practice 
to be Anglican or to be Baptist or Congregationalist, or to not practice any religion at all. Yeah. They didn't want the government mandating things uh, in one of those particular... They didn't have any... The thought never crossed their mind, I guarantee it, the way that it's being enforced today mm-hmm. was not on their minds at all. Nah. Um, nor would they even <coughs> dream, I think, of helping Islam to advance in America. Right. Because they recognized it as... It, it's a war... It's a war religion. It conquers by the sword. It is a theonomy or a theocracy. I right. mean, it 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 is um, it is a uh, a religious government. Yes, it began. That, that's that's why and I think we've talked about this before. I, I, that's why America has failed so poorly in the Middle East to try to change things and try to just drop democracy in. Right. Um. That they they don't. They failed to recognize that the religion and the government go hand in hand. Right. Like you can't just drop in democracy and keep Islam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, all right. But who needs to be honest in these conversations? Mm-hmm. You can just write some books called "The Courage to Stand" mm-hmm. and then only stand when it's convenient, <laughs> and you have you know you're sure that you've got your progressive and liberal. You're writers. right. You're writing for Christianity Today, and you know who your readers are, and right. you're not going to get a whole lot of pushback. Yeah, writing something like this for Christianity Today. Right. Exactly. All right. Now let's move on uh, to. Let's see. I got to find it now. Where did I put it? Here it is. All right. Elon Musk is, what is he today? He's like uh, the Benjamin Franklin of our era. What do you think? Is that a good way to talk about him? He's not exactly an inventor, uh-huh. but he's definitely like a big figure. I think historically, he'll be... He'll be I would say maybe more of a Thomas Edison. There you go, yeah. Thomas Edison, Nicholas Tesla. Um, yeah. He's an, he's an inventor. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that he was a statesman. No, like no, Benjamin no, no, Franklin. no. But I just mean Benjamin Franklin the, <laughs> yeah. in, like the, the inventor. Yeah, he's an he's an inventor. He's uh he's creative. Yeah. And he is mega rich. Is he still the richest person? Uh I don't know. Either him or Bezos. Him and Bezos were were uh, neck and neck. I, I can't I don't know who's who right now is uh, the richest the richest man, but uh, Elon Musk is definitely up there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was his first? His first business was PayPal. Is he's that right? the inventor of PayPal, which before before he invented that, people weren't uh, there was there was no way to like pay online. Yeah. Like so, he's the he's the pioneer okay. in pay, in electronic payments. Okay. He created PayPal, then he sold it for. Because a bazillion dollars, I don't even know how much he sold it okay. for. Then he moved on to uh, Tesla and SpaceX. Tesla, uh-huh. So pioneer in like uh, batteries. Okay. Like so, the issue with electric vehicles is the batteries weren't great. Yeah. So battery technologies. He's even. I saw a thing that looked really cool. We could never do it here because of the wind and hail. But you're roofing the actual tiles of the roof. Mm-hmm. Each tile is solar. Interesting. So it doesn't really look like a solar roof, but it is. Okay. And it's enough. If you put that in uh, on your house, it can power your house forever. So you never never need electricity. Okay. And that he's probably putting that in places like California and stuff. Uh, so just kind of cool stuff. Yeah. And he's got this dream to go to Mars. He right. thinks it's like mankind's destiny uh-huh. to colonize other planets. Yeah. And so he's really like in push for 
inventing rockets and like like making them better. Uh, he's an interesting. He's an interesting person. Kind of kind of quirky a little bit, but most of those yeah. guys are, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so he was interviewed by the Babylon Bee. Right. So yeah. the the guys at the Babylon Bee they interview figures across a broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've interviewed comedians, authors, um, all all kinds of all kinds of people. So they interviewed they interviewed Elon Musk and um, they made the entire interview available for free. Um, there's uh, some interesting moments in it from clips I've seen. Right. Uh, I guess the most, the most uh, widespread viral one is he's not uh, what perverted enough to work for CNN. Right, he says something like that. Said he was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're going to look at towards the end of the interview. Yeah. yeah. So I guess from what I've read, it's been viewed two million times on YouTube and they have podcasts. So mm. audio only. So no telling how many times yeah. this has been. So I, I guess, I guess from, from what I've read the Babylon B they do, um, they do these long interviews and then at, towards the end of the interview, they do 10 rapid fire questions. Now I, I couldn't verify this because you can only listen to about 30 minutes of these interviews and then you have to subscribe to hear the full interview. It's a paid subscription. Yeah. Oh. So, except for the Elon Musk one. So I, I've, I read that what they're doing, what they're going to do here in the clip that we're going to, we're going to hear they do in their other interviews, but I couldn't, I couldn't verify that. If anyone has a paid subscription to Babylon B, you can let us know if, if this is true or not. Yeah. So at the end here, what I'm going to play is they're going to apparently try to share the gospel with him and ask him to become a Christian, but it is, I mean, it's a joke. I don't know any other way to put it. I, I texted you, and I think it says something like, that would be ashamed, and they probably should come under church discipline. Is that <coughs> what I, I, think, I think that's what I texted you. Uh, because of how many people will see this and how kind of lightly they take it. Now, if you want a more in-depth discussion on this, Justin Peters beat us to it. Like I'm like, oh, we're going to discuss that Friday. And Justin Peters just beat us to it, and he released one already. <laughs> so, uh, he, so you can turn us off now and go yeah. listen to Justin Peters. But... Uh, I mean, he's right. They take it so lightly, like it's uh, it's it's. I'll just, just play it. it. Are you gonna play the whole thing? Or are we gonna are we gonna stop and stop? Uh, stop I and start. What are we gonna do? I will see how it goes. Okay, all right. Here it goes. All Ready? Right. Switch over. <clears throat> so this is true. This is true. I, so okay. So to make this church, we have to do. We have to make sure. Just to, we're wondering if you could do us a quick solid, and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> uh, okay. I gotta stop it. <laughs> Could, couldn't even get 10 seconds in. Can you do us a quick solid? Okay. It's like something I would say to Drake. I'd be like, oh, Drake, do me a quick solid and take the trash out. Yeah. All right. So, so first thing that I want to point out is that you're going to hear this cheesy music. Um, <sighs> that That's, that is Babylon B. They put that in there. So they've got like the ultra call <laughs> setting. So they've been talking about a, a wide variety of, of topics, and now at the end, they're they're asking him to do a quick solid and accept Jesus. It's a pretty, it's pretty full full articulation of the gospel. 
right there, Jay. Right, yeah. Do us a quick solid. Um, like what? What would even? I can't even imagine what Elon Musk is is thinking. So he uh, he I guess he attended. So he's from South Africa. Yeah, and he attended some school. I, I was reading a little bit about his his uh, his education. Is that um, so? He's we'll, and we'll we'll hear it. He's familiar with Christianity. Familiar, at least at least you know some stories, right? Um, but I, I don't know if he would even understand what they're asking, <clears throat> right? Of him. Because the question is, who is God? Who does he understand God to be? Who right. does he understand Jesus to be? And he'll and he, he's he, gonna he's gonna say a little bit of what he believes about God, yeah. In in this clip, uh huh. And what does he believe about his own nature? Right. If you don't address those things, like you're why not getting, does why does you're he getting nowhere to, close to the gospel? Yeah. Why does he need to accept Jesus? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to accept Jesus? Right. Who is Jesus? Who who are you even asking me to accept? Yeah. I mean, they're they're throwing this out and. Like it's open to interpretation about uh, a whole variety of of ideas. I think, but right before this, they had even said we're a Christian ministry, and you know they're uh-huh. giggling and whatever, and yeah. they're like, "Do us a quick solid, yeah, uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior." Well, and the the I mean, the issue of them being a ministry is problematic. Yeah, a ministry of what? Yeah, who knows? And there are there. Uh, I mean, if if you're familiar with the Babylon Bee. They just put out a bunch of satire articles. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the Christian equivalent to the Onion, right? Like, what what kind of ministry is this? <clears throat> what <laughs> what's your what's your ministry philosophy here? What's your goal? Mm-hmm. Right. All right, I'm going to play it. Let it run for a minute. Are okay. you? Yeah, I I think so. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Personal Lord, you know, it's a quick prayer. <laughs> quick prayer, George. Uh, quick prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you I laughing? Say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated. Um, and th- that the, you know, there's some, some, there's great wisdom in what, in, in the te- teachings of, of Jesus. Uh, and I agree with those teachings. Um, and things like turn the other cheek are, are very important because as opposed to an eye for an eye. Um, an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. So forgiveness, you know, is important and um, treating people as you would wish to be treated. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Very important. So it's like a 60-70% as, yes? <laughs> as Einstein would say, I believe in the God of Spinoza. Okay, stop right there. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> all right. So you see how casually and cavalier they're treating this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're not treating this as Elon Musk is under the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Like his, his, he has a an eternal soul, and this this actually matters, right? Like they're just giggling, and <laughs> you could tell that. I mean, it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Um, but you get a little bit of insight into what Elon Musk believes. I, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of of things that Jesus taught. Turn the other cheek. 
um, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, uh, things like that. So the moral, so moral teachings of Jesus without, without the other teachings of Jesus where he's claiming to be God, where, um, if you don't, if you don't believe in the son, <laughs> you're under the wrath of God, uh, that, that he came to, to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's, he's not, he's not believing those, those statements. He's just picking and choosing the moral, the moral side. Yeah, and there's a problem with, there's a problem with seeing Jesus as just a moral teacher. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. He's, he's, um, and a lot of people that claim to be Christians, they're moralist, yeah. but at the very best, he's a moralist, which a, a moral, being a moralist won't do anything for you. Right. Um, other than like maybe make you a nice neighbor yeah. who will, uh, pick up your neighbor's mail when they're on vacation. Um, so moralism isn't the idea of Christianity, nor is it the heart of Jesus' teachings. Right. Um, so they're, they miss so many opportunities here yeah. uh, to, to address, address it. But then he, then he says, I believe in the God of Spinoza. Right. So they could have seized upon this as well to begin. Yeah. Um, Spinoza, philosopher, uh, 17th century. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and he believe he believed in some type of uh, first cause, right? The sum of all the laws of the universe, right, are what we would call God. I would say he uh, a modern version of this would be that a mathematician, um, um, what is that guy's name? Hidoki, I can't remember his name. You know the Oriental guy that's real famous. He's on Discovery Channel. Well, he he believes in God too because he says God is math, mm. right? It's irrefutable that there's precise order to the universe, yeah. and he believes that behind all of that is what is God. But right. this is, this God isn't personal. Mm-hmm. It may not even be able to call him a person. Yeah, um, doesn't interact with creation in any capacity. This is the God of Spinoza. Yeah, pantheism, right? Right. Yeah, um, or, or deism. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could have seized upon that right there. Mm-hmm. But like, hang on a second. Um, Jesus is God. Right. You say like you, you say that you you like his moral teachings and, and these are all good. Uh, what about the fact that he claimed to be God and he accepted worship? Right. What about the fact that he's actually predicting things? Like, do you still think that he's a, a good moral teacher? Mm-hmm. Like if he's not those things, then his morals are real twisted. Right. How does your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees? Right. Because he said no one, no, uh-huh. this is, no one's accepted into the kingdom. Right. Like how? How? Yeah. Um, he said things like, "Before Abraham was, I am." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's. I mean, I, I. You can't say it any better than C.S. Lewis that that he he either is is um, you know a liar on the same level as as a demon from hell. Um, he's or he's a madman that that's on the same level as someone that believes he's a poached egg, or he actually is who he says he is. Right. Um, there, there's no middle ground. You can't say he's a good he's a good moral teacher, but I'm just going to conveniently ignore the things that he said about himself. Yeah. Um, he he he's a liar or he's insane, 
either of those leave out him being a good moral teacher. Right. Or he actually is who he says he is. Yeah. Um, where does your thinking that we ought to forgive come from? Right. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, there are all kinds of angles that they could have gone at mm-hmm. here. They just let them go by. And yeah, and then he moves on. And they I giggle, uh, and they're giggling yeah, the entire giggling time. The they're, all, time. they're laughing the entire time. Like, right. ah, this wasn't really a serious question. And what I read from some comments is that this is what they do because they do these ten rapid fire questions, and the last one for everyone that they're interviewing is, "Will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior?" Uh-huh. And it's like because they interview Christians too, uh-huh. and so it's kind of like this funny little jokey thing that they do. Kind of a, a satire on, you know, the just the evangelical decisionistic, you know, culture. Right. Um, and the problem is, um, I think I think Justin Peters pointed out. Other people have pointed it out. Not everything's a joke. Right. Like, yeah, some of the things that they do are really funny. I mean, they they have some great articles, um, but. Not everything is a joke, and if you just treat everything like a joke, then uh, what what actually is what actually has meaning? What actually has value for you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the Elon Musk and the people that are listening to the this interview? What do they come away thinking about God and Jesus and the response that people are supposed to have to Christ? That it's not serious. It's not. It's not serious. You know, uh, yeah, whatever. It's just a funny thing that Christians do, right? Yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to keep playing it. Okay. Now. Um, so. Um, oh, and then they said, then they hey, said, you know, um, the, you know, uh, yeah, 60, 60, 70 percent. Yes. Right. Yeah. Crazy. If, if Jesus is, is uh, saving people, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't stand in his way. You know, like, I'll be sure. I'll be saved. Why not? Sweet, we did it. Yeah. I think he just said yes. We got him. All right. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> so, like, what are you talking about, dude? No. He just said he believes the God of Spinoza. He, he doesn't believe Jesus is God. Uh, if Jesus is in the business of saving people. Sure, I'll be saved. Right. From what? Like, from what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? And then for them to say, well, I think we got him. Mm-hmm. What? I think we got him. Did we get him? Yay. It's real bad. Yeah, it's, it's super bad, dude. There's a, like, you know, if you if you were read like um, Spurgeon or Martin Lloyd-Jones, you get this profound sense of, of their seriousness. Right. Like, like to, I'm sure they, they had fun and they probably laughed and they were fun to be around. But this is this is like the most serious and important thing in the world in the universe. Yeah, and there are no serious men left. Like where right. they where they go? I right. think that's one reason people dislike John MacArthur so much because he's profoundly serious when yeah. he's talking about this stuff. Yeah, like it's he's on Larry King Live. Yeah, this is the most important thing in the world, and right. I'm about to tell you it. I think it was God's grace that um, Elon Musk didn't die in a, a car wreck leaving their their interview yeah you know um like this is not a faithful gospel presentation Mm -hmm. they use these little catchy buzzwords and treat it like a joke and giggle like like you know little kids right um and just make light of we got him 
it could have been it, it's such a it, the sad part is it's such a missed opportunity so many people watch this like they could have gone at him in so many ways and you know they pre-planned before this like in an interview Elon Musk right. they could have addressed the gospel from the angle of his clear desire to take dominion yeah like Elon Musk has a deep drive to mi- like to take dominion of not just the earth but right. even to expand uh-huh. like where does that come from right. that, that's built into him from God's image and we're also commanded to do it in Genesis and he's clearly manifesting it he can't help but do it he's imaging God who is a creator um a person yeah. he's imaging the person of God who's right. a creator and he can't help but and, do it and they can they can address the fact that he's going to fail in most of his endeavors yeah i mean he failed by naming he's... his kid that weird thing right they could have started with that <laughs> like what kind of name is that you gave your kid yeah i mean he's going to fail because even though God has given given dominion to mankind, they fail because of sin. Uh-huh. But Jesus is the one who is going to ultimately take dominion. Why don't? Yeah. Why? Why do things happen? Right. Like, it, there's so many different ways he could have gone at it. Yeah. He could. They could have seized upon that <clears throat> when he started talking that moralism. Yeah. And said, oh, "Okay, you like Jesus' teaching, right? All right. Well, uh." Have you ever lusted after a woman? Right. Jesus says you've committed adultery in your heart. You ever been angry with someone? Well, he says you're a murderer. Murderers will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Adulterers will not. Um, how then How then can you be saved? And then launch into the gospel that Jesus is God. Um, he is wisdom. He likes the wisdom of Jesus. Jesus is wisdom incarnate. Yeah. Uh, all things were created by him and for him. This means, you know, so it's a sad deal and so many missed. Yeah, the God of Spinoza is not going to satisfy Elon Musk because he's not, he's impersonal. Uh-huh. Like you can't know him. Right. You can know creation, uh, but you can't actually know the creator. Right. Whereas in Christ, God has come near to us. He has revealed himself, and you can actually know the creator of the universe. That's right. So as we go on, uh, maybe we can let I, it go. I think, let I it think go. that's good enough there, dude. You I don't mean, want to go? Well, I mean, this is the, I think these are the important things. I think what's interesting think. is that he starts talking about communion. Yeah. And they're still laughing. Like, right, he's, yeah. like he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand it, nor did he understand it when he was a kid. And there's, yeah. they're laughing about it. Right. Um, but what you see is that it looks like he would be open to having an actual conversation with them. Yeah, and I think, again, this is what the fail, the, the the missed opportunity is that I think Elon Musk is one of these very rare type of people that are brilliant but haven't let their brilliance make them jerks. Yeah. Right? So he's down to earth. He'll talk to you. Well, I mean, he's interviewed by the Babylon Bee. Right, or, right. You know? Yeah. Um, he hasn't lost like his grounding on reality. <laughs> yeah. So he'll say things like, oh, I'm not immoral enough to work at CNN or perverted enough to work at CNN. Uh-huh, like yeah. like uh, celebrity people don't say stuff like that. Um, like, he He's advocating for people having more kids. He says, if we don't have more kids, then civilization is going to be destroyed. Yeah. He said that a couple of weeks ago. Like, what, <laughs> what other, what other big, you know, billionaires are, are saying this stuff? Right. Yeah. Right. He would. He he genuinely says, like you said, open to a discussion and yeah. and listening. So, you know, maybe just 
we can pray that he'll run into a Christian who will have the opportunity to sit down and talk with him at a more serious level yeah. and explain these things. Like, right. like what, again, for him, I think, where do all of these drives come from? Mm-hmm. I think it would be both enlightening to him and probably um, in some degree may give him some type of peace to understand why he is wired like he's wired. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think some of the takeaways, you may have some more, just some off the top of my head, is we need to be serious about these things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to laugh and crack jokes, but there are serious things that we need to be serious about. Sure. And if if nothing else, God and the gospel, and we're talking about eternal matters, Elon Musk is lost and he'll spend eternity in hell if he doesn't trust in Christ. Uh-huh. Not say a, a quick prayer or, you know, I'll be saved if, you know, I won't get in his way. Like we need to be serious about these things. Right. Uh, we need to be clear. We need to be clear about the gospel. Right. Um, this is something that we, we really need to remember is that we're living in a, an unchristian society. Uh-huh. If we can't just throw out these, these, churchy phrases and expect people to understand what we're talking about because when we're talking about god and elon musk is talking about god we have two totally different right views we have to be really clear and this this goes back to what we were talking about last last uh, last friday is that we need to quit with these little pithy mm-hmm. things we, we got to take the time to talk about these things um and then just look for the opportunities to share the gospel uh, god has his people out there we just need to be faithful to share the gospel with. I mean, he could be they, one too. They, they could. They could have. They they could have. There were. I mean, you can go. You can go and, and watch the full interview. Um, you'll see after the clips that we showed, there were ample opportunities for them to have theological discussions that would have expanded upon what the gospel means. But instead, they just kind of laugh and joke about these things. Like, oh, it is weird that you drink the, you know, drink the blood and eat the body, and like they don't. They don't talk about what it means. Yeah. Like he doesn't understand what what's going on. Yep. He talks about the feeding of the five thousand. Where did all this? You know, where where did it all come from? Perfect like, time. Ha- because he's God. <laughs> he can cre- he can create out of nothing. Right. Um. But they just they just kind of joke around. Mm-hmm. Um. And they miss these opportunities. Like he's just laying out opportunities for them. Right. To have um, an actual conversation, we need to be paying attention to these yeah. these opportunities that God gives to us. Yeah, we've got them all, all the time, all around us. Yep. So, yep. all right. Well, that's about it. Thanks for tuning in today, Formed Christ Podcast. Hope that it's been a joy for you and beneficial to you. If it has been, please like, subscribe, or share. Maybe write us a review. Pass this along to your friends. That's our hope, as always, that this helps you to be more and more conformed to Christ. See you next time.